You're listening to the Inside the Mix podcast with your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer, and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting, and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing, and mastering music for over 15 years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Inside the Mix podcast. If you are a new listener, make sure you hit that follow button on your podcast player of choice. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and that notification bell so you know anytime that we go live or a new episode drops. So for those of you who regularly listen to the podcast and follow me on Instagram, you will know that I dropped a single on Monday and also you'll know this from the podcast episodes as well. So Let You Go has now been out at the time of me recording this for approximately four five days and uh, it's been uh, a fantastic response I must say so thank you to everybody who has streamed listened shared commented posted and added to playlists let you go featuring indigo and if you haven't listened to it yet shame on you Uh, but seriously I will put a link to it on Spotify so a Spotify link that is in the episode description so the episode went live on Friday and coincidentally, I went to my first metal gig in a very long time on Friday and this was in Bristol and I went with my friend Matt who played bass on Let You Go and a few other tracks of my EP. It was a great gig, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great being at live music again. I don't know why it's taken me so long to get out and get to a gig, but hey-ho, there you go. But It's on my list of things to do for 2024, and that is go to more gigs. And shout out to Neon Highway. Um, That guy is the archetypal gig goer. He's been to more gigs in one year than I've ever been in my life, and hats off to him. And he's been to some amazing shows as well. And he's a regular on the podcast, so a big shout out to Carl. Um, But yeah, we stayed at a Filton Travel Lodge, and it took us an hour to go five miles on a bus and I was chomping at the bits I have a have some food at the local Weatherspoons in Bristol I won't say which one there is more than one and also uh, have a drink as well and what it made me realize is because it was quite a late night had a few beers as well mixing cider and beer cider being from the West Crunch you love it and uh, it made me realize that I am not as adept as recovering as I once was the next day I felt pretty rough it was pretty much a write-off and um, I wasn't even out late it was like midnight no not midnight but probably about half 12 1, 1 a.m. Um, but for the remainder of the weekend and now rolling into this week as well, I'm still feeling it a bit and, uh, it's not going to affect the podcast today, but I'm certainly feeling tired today, but it was worth it. It was a fantastic gig. Anyway, I'm wittering on that, but let, let's dive into this episode. So in this episode, we are returning to, uh, well, it's not really a new format anymore because we've done a few of these, but it's where you, the listener submit a music production question. Okay. And uh, your question will be answered in an episode of the podcast because I want you to be involved in the planning and production of the podcast. It makes sense to answer questions that you want answered, that are challenges, that are pain points that you're experiencing right now. Plus, you can give yourself a little shout out on the podcast as well. All you have to do to do this is submit an audio message via SpeakPipe. It's totally free. You can do it using your mobile phone. You don't need to download an app or create an account. And you can use the link in the episode description. Alternatively, if audio isn't your thing, you can send me a DM on Instagram at Inside the Mix Podcast. Or you can email me at Inside the Mix Podcast at gmail.com. But Remember to include a link to where our audience can find you online. So for today's episode, our question was submitted by Oddsprite, and here it is. Hello, this is Oddsprite. 
I produce original cinematic space wave and sci-fi synth pop. My music has a lot of orchestral and electronic instruments all together. They often have different dynamics and frequency spaces. I've been working on my mixing and was wondering if you had any tips about this. You can find me on Instagram, Threads, YouTube, and all the musical places. Thanks. Odd Sprite out. So immediately, two synth EQ techniques spring to mind. And I'm going to demonstrate these two now. And they're two that I always use. So what I'm looking at here is juggling frequencies when I've got multiple synths and where I'm positioning those synths in the left and right. So let's have a look at the first one. Okay, so I'm in this song here. And this song is called Alive. And it's going to feature on my EP. And what I have are these two synth pads in this outro section. And I've got pad left and I've got pad right. And I'm using Anna 2. And in this Anna 2, I've got the same patch on both sides, 80s love scene. Now, usually my advice would be to use a different patch on either side. But in this instance, I've used the same on both sides. And for all intents and purposes, the patches are the same. However, I have done something slightly different right at the end of each of the channel strips. You'll see I've got the virtual mix rack. And then after the virtual mix rack, I've got the UAD LA2A emulation plugin, which I absolutely love. And I got it for free in October. Thanks to R9 for pointing me in the direction of this freebie. I had no idea it was going for free, but I grabbed it with both hands when I knew it was. And I've got that on both of these pad channels. And they are panned almost hard left and right. So I've got a pad left and I've got a pad right, almost hard panned left and right. Both and a two with the same patch. Pretty much the same processing. I've also got the TDR Nova EQ as well, just before my virtual mix rack and the LA2A. And I've got a 6 dB first order slope with a high pass filter at 200 hertz and a low pass filter at 20 hertz as well. And the reason I've done that is I've just got rid of any unwanted low frequency energy from these pads as I've got other synths, I've got guitars, I've got bass guitar and I've got my kit as well and I don't need it there. So what is the tip I might hear you cry? Well, it is this. If you have two synth pads and you're going to pan them left and you're going to pan one right, Ideally, you want some sort of fluctuation, some sort of differentiation in terms of frequency content and sound. Usually, what I would do is I would do that with EQ. So I might have a uh, high shelf filter on one pad and then uh, another high shelf filter on the other pad as well. But I might boost one where I cut another or something along those lines. I mean, that's a really, really simple explanation. But in this instance, what I've done here is on my pad left, I've actually got the free waves magma light tube saturation plugin little tube it's called and i've got that on my pad left and it sounds like this okay and i've driven it just so it's going into the red and then i've made sure i've ducked it i've had to duck it by about 4 db on the output of this magma little tube just so I can stay consistent when I'm hitting, I'm going into the next plugin in the chain. There isn't a next plugin in the chain. Well, there is technically, it's going out to a pads bus. So technically there is. Um, but that's where gain staging comes in. You want to set it so it's at the optimum level going into the next plugin in the chain. Then on the other one, I've made it different. I've used, this is my right hand side now, I've used the Bit Crusher in Logic Pro and I've got a 16-bit downshift and I've got it about 24% in terms of mix and I've got a 16-bit resolution and a four times down sampling and it sounds like this. So this is the right-hand side now. 
Okay, and now I'm going to put the two together. And what I've done here is I've made the left and the right different in terms of their timbre and how they sound. There's subtle di differences there. And the idea being, I didn't want this just giant, big, mono left. Well, it's not mono technically because it's left and right. But if you've got the same sounds in the left and right, it could almost sound like a giant mono. Uh, it sounds a bit weird with the way I describe that, but that's the way I would hear it. And here's what it sounds like. You've got the left and the right together with the bit crusher and with the soft tube magma lights. Now I'm going to turn off both of those plugins. Now I'm going to turn it back on. Now I'm going to turn them off again. So hopefully what you can hear there is when I bring those plugins in, it almost it helps spread it out. It, it's it's a psychoacoustic effect, but it it helps spread those pads out to the left and right rather than just have this really boring sound down the center. Now I will say this with a caveat. I've just hit my uh, my uh, pop shield there. I will say this with a caveat. Now when I'm playing this right hand pad on its own with that bit crusher, it's I mean it's not the nicest sound. I did this in the context of the mix. It sounds good but I think it sounds better in the mix. So let's have a play with it all in the mix. So this is with the bit crusher on, so I'm going to turn it on, and the Magma Light soft tube as well. Uh, I think it's called soft tube. I keep calling it that. It's not soft tube, it's little tube. Apologies to Waves there. It's little tube, not soft tube. So here we go. I'm going to play it all in the mix now. This is with everything, all instrumentation. So hopefully you can hear what I've done there is I wanted them to be nice and separate, nice and wide because I wanted space down that middle for that electric guitar that's slightly panned to the right to really come through and kick through in that mix. Albeit, now I'm listening to on headphones, that guitar, that solo guitar might need to come up a touch. But that's my first tip there, folks. If you've got a left and a right synth and you're panning them left and right, they don't have to be hard panned left and right, by the way, okay, but... Make them different in terms of their texture, their timbre. Do some subtle changes. Use saturation. Use bit, a bit crusher. Use something like that just to make them different. And it will just help enhance that stereo spread sound. So my second tip is really a combination of multiple tips, to be honest. But it centers around the summing stack. So the channel, the pad channel that I have here. I've got my left and right pads going out to this pads summing stack or instrument group bus, I guess you could call it as well. And I'm going to play the same section, but I've just got to describe what I've got on here for those of you not watching on YouTube. So the first plugin I have on here is a Transgate. And the reason I, I love using this, it's a kilohertz Transgate. And if you're familiar with the podcast, you'll know that I've used this a lot in productions. And it's set at 29%. And it's got a 132nd re resolution on this. And I'm just going to play it. And I'm going to gradually bring it up to make it more audible for you. There, you can hear it there. It's just adding subtle movement and variation. Once again, adding more interest. This goes back to the episode before, episode 116, where we're adding interest to our music, that ear candy. And then, this is an important tip that I have here. I've got Neutron 4 here, and you can do this with any EQ. And what I've done is I've got some notches here that I've picked out, 
um, that are competing with the vocal, for example, at 300 hertz, 3 kilohertz. I've ducked it by 2 dB with a 2.5 Q there just to allow that vocal to come through more. And then what I've got here is, now this is a quite a sweeping statement, but if your synths ever sound muddy, look at between 250 to 300 hertz to begin with, and you're, you may well find the culprit. The great thing about Neutron is it has this masking feature, and you can set it to an instrument group. Obviously, you will need Neutron on that group or that track. And I've got it set to my bass instrument group. And what it will do is it will show me where there's potential masking frequencies using this orange hue. So I'm going to play it, and I'll describe it for those of you listening on your podcast player of choice. Okay, so what we can see is an orange sort of hue dancing around 250 to 300 hertz, saying that the synths are in the same, well, they're competing, let's say. They're masking um, the bass. So what I've done here is I've just ducked it um, at 300 hertz by 2 dB with a 2Q. And I've also got a low shelf going on here as well and then I've got it it's actually I say a low shelf it's not it's a uh, well it is a low shelf I tell a lie it is a low shelf and that is then rolling off 110 hertz and below it's probably quite steep actually I may want to revisit that just looking at it here but we'll listen to it in context but my top tip there is this folks if your synths are sounding money muddy money if they're sounding money and then you're you're onto a winner if they're sounding muddy Look at that 250 to 300 hertz. Look at how they're competing with any bass frequencies there. If you've got something like Neutron, use that to your advantage. Just because you're using your eyes, it is not a bad thing. Obviously, we need to use our ears, but use the tools that have been developed to help you. Okay, And then also, that 300 hertz there as well, I know that is the presence frequency for my vocal or let's say a lead instrument. So I've also ducked it there two you can use the same masking technique then after that on this channel i've got the decapitator plugin i love this plugin and i've got it really subtle here and this is just adding a bit of saturation to these synths again albeit you might say well mark you've already got it on the magma light here why are you using it again because i just want to and it sounds good and then after that I've got the Waves Brower Motion. I love this plugin. I've had it for years, and I love the synth pad movement. So you've got to be really subtle with this. If you're using the Trance Gate and the Brower Motion at the same time, you don't want it to be like this crazy stuff going on because it could almost sound like it's audibly pumping. But I've got, I like the synth pad movement patch because it's really subtle. But with the Brower Motion, you need to be careful with regards to gain staging because it will add extra level to your audio so you need to make sure if you're then running it into another uh, plugin or it's going out to your mix bus just make sure that it's going out at the optimum level that it should be really what i tried to aim for is it should be coming out the same level that it went in at okay now that once again is a sweeping statement you may not want it to go that way but you want it to be working in a way that when it hits the next plugin, it's going to hit it at the optimum level. For example, when it goes out to my mix bus, I want to make sure that my tracks are hitting this virtual tape emulation I've got here at the optimal level. And this SSL um, comp solid, solid state logic plugin I've got going on here. I stick that. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I love that plugin. I love the solid state bus compressor on a mix bus. I think it sounds fantastic. So let's play it all in the mix with the brow motion. I've got that movement going on. I've got the decapitator. And I've also got my EQ there just 
ducking out any potential masking frequencies. There you go, sounded pretty good, I think. Admittedly, that is mix one of that track, and it does need a tiny bit of work, but it is sounding good. If you like the sound of it, keep an eye out for that release on December the 8th. So there we go, folks. Two top tips for your synth mixing. So the first one, panning left and right. If you're going to use the same pads, make sure there is a subtle differentiation in terms of their sonic texture. Then the second tip was this on your synth pad bus, use EQ. Look for those frequencies that might be masking other instruments and also add movement as well. Use things like a trance gate. Use things, I mean, that is kilohertz. There are other ones available. Use things like the Brower Motion to add that left and right, that movement in the stereo width. You want it sounding interesting, okay? That's what we're aiming for here. We want to get that listener interest going. Just to correct myself, I think it's actually kilohertz or kilohertz, and I keep saying kilohertz. Um, so if I've got that wrong, my apologies, I will get it right. I'll do a bit of research, make sure I pronounce it right the next time. A few episodes to go and check off the back of this one of the Inside the Mix podcast. Episode 78, Home Studio Acoustics and Fixing Muddy Mixes. That is a producer kickstart episode. Episode 75, How to Mix Bass Frequencies, another producer kickstart episode. And then episode 93, Leveling Up Your Mix, Mastering Techniques and Songwriting Tips. Although it's mastering and songwriting tips, there are other bits and pieces in there with regards to mixing sort of 101 so do go check out those three episodes so if like my friend odd sprite have a burning music production question or mixing question or music industry question submit an audio message via speakpipe using the link in the episode description or if like i say if audio isn't your thing send me a dm on instagram at inside the mix podcast or email inside the mix podcast at gmail.com and remember to include a link to where our audience can find you in your message and i cannot wait to have more of your questions on the podcast happy mixing folks whoa before you go make sure to snag your free test master from synth music mastering imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch and here's the kicker it's absolutely free no cost at all. Simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free test master.